Welcome to another pre-recorded episode of Bar Talks, the podcast. I am wonderful. So welcome to another episode of Bar Talks. Um, I'm so glad we're able to get together today. Uh, I'm so used to having Sharon kind of face to face. So it's a little different doing this virtually, but it's okay. I'm excited about it. Um, So Sharon Lawrence. Uh, licensed clinical social worker and counselor, and Linda McGee, who is a psychologist and also a founder of McGee and Associates, correct? All right, ladies, I got them titles right. I got those titles right. Can you both hear me well? Yeah. All right, perfect. So thank you so much. I want to talk with you both about um, the obvious crisis that's going on. Um, our mental health and well-being during this time. And I figured you ladies probably have something amazing to share, some encouragement to share, um, some advice. Um, After having such a wealth of knowledge, uh, I just wanted to kind of tap into that for those that would uh, would be listening and probably would need it. So let's talk. (laughs) So let me first ask you ladies, like how are you ladies dealing with this current crisis um, that we're all experiencing. Um, I'll start, Sharon, if you don't mind. Nope. Um, I have felt it, you know, and I'm being very honest when I'm out there speaking publicly that I have the same amount of levels of anxiety some days than others. I also have some roles out there that have to do with interacting with therapists and being in a regulatory role. So it's been a bit of a heavy burden. And I see uh, adolescents and, and uh, adults so I piled on my self-care, you know, I'm sure that I have, um, get out and exercise every day. I'm meditating. I have my own therapist Nice. and I've been going to her as needed, you know, like once a week or once every other week, I'm working on sleep, but that's one of the, uh, effects of trauma, which we're all going through right now. This is effective trauma and it's an individual trauma. really um ramped up my own self-care and i try to take breaks when it feels very heavy sometimes with clients going through a lot and i know sharon can attest to this also that at the end of the day you really feel like you know very heavy so you have ways to try to lighten it up and i've been trying to take breaks and do zoom calls with friends and these things wonderful 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 sharon what about you I will say I'm taking literally one second at a time. Uh, and so for me, as most people that know me, um, you know, I'm a therapist for therapists, professionals, and couples. And so I'm working with the people that work with, you know, with everyone else, but I'm also working with professionals and couples who, as Linda was, you know, talking about the trauma, this is traumatic, they're grieving. Um, And so, you know, I'm trying to make sure I also pace how I manage talking about um, everything, including COVID for what, seven weeks now, you know, for me, I'm walking into week eight of doing uh, 100% telemental health. And so, and and so really for me, it's about going to bed at my regular time. Mm-hmm. I don't get outside as much as possible, but I am opening up those blinds. I'm making sure that I at least uh, walk to the front of the house, mm-hmm. you know, get out and let the fresh air hit me. I go for a drive at least once a week um, and making sure that we're eating healthy. I think the first two weeks probably were filled with 
you know, we're going to eat all the snacks we can and gain a COVID-19 extra pounds. That and then after that, it was like, okay, no, this is not going to work. Let's get it together. And we got to reach and get this water and this fruit in. And so um, I, I think literally it's right now it is a matter of a minute by minute, second by second, you know, if you will, day by day process and kind of making sure you take care of you. Yeah. Um, so that we can be better um, supporters of our clients that we serve. Right. Wow, wow, wow. It, you know, ladies, I, I just so am thankful for you guys sharing that because I think a lot of people are dealing with this and feeling it. And then to hear two people that are in this particular health field um, actually share what they're feeling is so, you know, it's, it's nice, it's relatable. You know, it's like, oh, okay, so it's not just me. They're feeling it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how are you? I mean, you know, Dylan still doing tele teletherapy, correct? I thank yes. you both for doing that. And um, how are you like it's so much to carry when you have your clients every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you probably have seen an uptick maybe or just very consistent still people, you know, people still coming into your screen or telephone. Mm -hmm. Um so how are you yourself like um how are you managing at home once you take in all of that energy because i'm sure a lot of people are um concerned with not just covid but with just life issues that they're managing finances relationships um health other other health issues so how are you yourselves like how are you able to kind of um balance all of those things mm -hmm. one of the things that i would say for me is that in terms of seeing the clients that has not changed Okay. I'm, I'm really proud of my clients for saying, okay, what do we need to do? Because we're going to need to process whether we're talking about COVID or, you know, homeschooling or relationship or finances, whatever it is, they're, they're committed to their work. And right. so that makes it easier. However, I would say the biggest challenge for me in particular is the screen time. And so I find myself being more drained than anything. It's not the process of the work that I do with the clients, because I think when you know what you do, you, you, you just do it. It's kind of, it's automatic. You, you're, you're invested in them and you, you have this certain flow about it. Mm -hmm. But the screen time, I would say, has really done a number on me. So when I, when I get off looking at the screen, I'm like, I am drained. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's a matter of finding things that are thinkless. Whether it's a show, something funny, um, going to just sit in quiet, um, listening to music, looking out the window. I look for things that don't require any extra energy. Yeah. And so that's what has been helpful to me. Or, you know, I still have to tend to home. We still have to eat. I still have to clean. I still have laundry. Yeah. Um, I still get up like I'm going to the office. And so... I know for me, I get up, I shower, I put makeup on, I get dressed because I need them to see some sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. I put some nail polish on my fingers. I do here once a week, and that wrap lasts for seven days. <laughs> and so I make sure that I show up so for when they look on that screen, regardless of how they look, they're glad to see my smiling face, and that means something to me. Absolutely. And so I have to show up for them. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that, Sharon. What about you, Linda? Um, I'm finding the screen time to be draining too at the end of the day. It just feels like five five hours in my office face-to-face -face felt like nothing as an experienced therapist. But now five hours or six hours on a day now in telemental health, it is. it feels like dog years. I mean, it's... <laughs> And it is, you know, and, and the truth. Yeah. 
There's nothing you do with the clients. I mean, they are, like I, I was saying before we got on the air, they're committed. They, I have private pay people. So during this crisis with the finances and everything, for them to continue with treatment tells you that they are flat serious. Yeah. I added on a couple of new people yeah. in the last couple of days that, you know, like they were doing really well. And then, you know, decided, okay, I'm in a house with someone that, you know, sharing this sharing, especially I'm not going to step on it, but, you know, they were married, the marriage was shaky, and now they're in a, you know, a 900 square foot apartment with that person, right? So, Ooh, yes, one of them, you know, add a job layoff, and you got, like, a perfect storm. So, I'm getting inquiries every day. Yeah. Um, getting, you know, with the kids, because I mostly see kids, adolescents, and women, see more inquiries. So I'm the work is fine. What I do after the day is uh, I like to bake. Oh, nice. I don't eat them. And I normally bake for a charity. <laughs> birthdays, which uh -huh. is a, a charity, give shout out to Extraordinary Birthdays, that does um, uh, uh, cakes for kids in shelters. Yeah. So an assigned shelter that I'd normally bake cake for, but in the COVID crisis, they're not doing the parties. Right. So I, uh, you know, I, I uh, gifted myself with a KitchenAid, and I'm in there whirling and mixing all the time, pound cakes, cheesecake, um, and I give them to fire stations, and they take them in various places so that, I, you know, I'm not getting that COVID-19, as they call it, 19 pounds. Oh. <laughs> So, Man, I tell you, I read, showing up in some mysterious ways. Yeah. I read, I watch tennis matches because this is what I'd be doing at this time of the year. Normally, I'd go uh -huh. to Miami to the Miami Open and mm -hmm. the French Open in Wimbledon. So, I'm just today. I watch Venus and Serena, and I watch. <laughs> I'm watching my tapes when I have breaks. So, I'm just finding ways that I have. I bought a boxing bag. So nice. I just need to go in there, and when the days are heavy, um, a couple of last weekend, I found out that a kid at the school that I worked at, African-American kid that I worked at, passed with COVID-19, and it, sometimes I just have to sit with it and take yeah. it. But I have been, one thing, last thing I will say, Queenie, is that I have been taking a break from the news um, on many occasions. Okay and that's one of the things that I really want to iterate on this Facebook Live is that people have to ration out the news. Yeah, that is like, I, I've done it as well and um, it's rough. So um, I have to make sure that I take a break from the news. As humorous as some of the conferences have been, um, I still have to take a break from hearing all of the chaos and all the loss and all the grieving i mean it's in the morning it's just a lot and me being an empath i feel all of it and mm -hmm. so I, I know for sure since you know i think many of us need to really know ourselves and i know me and so i have to disconnect um and i hope that people that are, are tuning in they um if they know themselves they find some type of balance uh in it because mm -hmm. we can take way too much of it in mm -hmm. but you hit on something linda and i'm going to double back to sharon mm -hmm. i have a few people trying to get into the actual room uh maybe they don't realize that we're going facebook live um mm -hmm. so i'm, I'm still deciding I, i'm kind of enjoying this here and i don't want to grab my phone you know still y'all bear with me because we are live and i'm trying to make sure everyone look about um you know 
kind of cohabitating in less than favorable conditions because maybe things were a little shady or shaky prior to this. So my question to you, Sharon, is um, is that has that been kind of a challenge for some people that um, you may have, you know, may, you may be dealing with or uh, for those that may be challenged with that, um, can you kind of talk about what that is like right now? So, um, and I think Linda touched on this too, but you, mm-hmm. you had the whole um, piece of, you look at domestic violence situations. So the numbers have gone up with domestic violence. They've gone up with child protective services, and I'm sure they have gone up with adult protective services Okay. Um, in terms of caregivers being under a lot of stress and pressure during this time. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about those numbers going up, there's also now been an increase in filings with attorneys and where people are actually calling saying, hey, when this is, I need this paperwork to already start rolling and they're making decisions to kind of depart when this is all said and done. Um, and so you also have um, an increase in the numbers that are going into the domestic violence hotline. Right. Because, you know, so now you're in the house with somebody who is already stressed. They're already um, being triggered by any little thing that you do. And so it is creating a lot of stress. So I'm grateful that the couples that I work with, we're not faced with those levels of challenges in terms of domestic violence. But even even dealing with them, we still have to help them communicate another way and be creative and how to be in the house together and how to also be a part in the house. And so because there are a lot of people who are under this mindset, well, we're home, we can now spend all of our time together. And the other person's looking at you like, wait, hold up, we're in the house, but why do you have to be up under me all the time? And so you really, I don't think they realize that going to work or going to school really is a part of their normal. And it's a part of their routine. And so that break really does help the relationship, believe it or not. They may not want to say it. But it does. And so now you're in your, each other's space and space 100% of the time in 900 square feet. With some people, it's probably 600. If it's a studio, 500. Yeah. Go figure, right? right? And they're saying, how do you manage that? And I've been encouraging them, find a way to do some things apart. And if you really feel like you, you can't do that, find projects that you can work on together. Because even working on project projects together, such as um, rebuilding a closet or painting, you find that you're focusing on the task and you may not necessarily be right up in that person's right. face. So it allows you to kind of still step away but be on track together. And so you got to really be creative to help them step away, maybe do some board games, maybe take a nap in another part of the house, um, maybe do a virtual date with a friend or somebody, you know, check in with family just so that it allows some level of separation it's not bad to be apart throughout the day. Right. And I think that they're starting to smother one another. So yeah. I think that that's the way to do it. And for the ones who have conflict in general, you want to then encourage them maybe to do more activities together at home. Let's cook. Let's have a cookout. Let's have a, you know, a picnic or let's, let's have a paint party or a game night together. Let's play cards. Um, I always encourage my couples 15 minutes before bed, just kind of sit down and just do a check on one another. How was your day? How are you feeling? And talk about COVID. Talk about the impact. Some of my couples had even said that they had not even talked about how they were feeling and what they were actually grieving. Yeah. They just kind of walked right into the situation. Mm-hmm. And so when I gave them that assignment, they were like, well, we didn't think about talking about how, what we were missing right. from my work day or with our colleagues and our friends. 
And they said it was helpful getting that out because they had kind of just been holding it in, trying to figure out life, yeah. and now trying to figure out how do you maneuver home right. with somebody you're not used to being around 24-7. And then you got to add kids, and that's a whole other dynamic. So we'll come back to that. <laughs> so I am currently um, in school for life coaching and or classes for life coaching. And that was one of the things we were talking about. And I said, you know, it's interesting that this situation happened instantly. Like there was no time to prepare. And then simultaneously, not only do you have to stay home, but now you gotta you gotta navigate work or or lose your job. You gotta navigate children. Um, you gotta navigate not being able to travel to to your getaway because mm-hmm. that's what you use to separate from your your significant mm-hmm. other. Um, or you can't even get to your boo. So, so there's all these different challenges that people are having, and it's like it's so so like when you said that they hadn't emptied it out, there, there was no t- it seemed like there was no time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it impacts custody situations because I deal with a lot of people that have shared custody where they're one week, one week, or they have some sort of a split week, and then what do you do? Do you put your child through the hazards of going back and forth? You know, and, you know, uh, some of these couples are, by definition, not necessarily on the best of terms. So they have double of trust with your child going back and forth. Who Who's in and out of your home? So I see oh. also. The who's in and out of your home. Oh, my God. That's a whole other dynamic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that concerns me all in and of itself when I hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. Or so-and-so just came over, and I'm like, so are you really telling me that you, you, you guys are kind of going in and out? And I was like, can you really tell me that none of you have gone anywhere? And they're like, well, we go to the store, and we go to the doctor, and we go to work. And I'm going, all the more reason why you should not be doing all this back and forth. You're putting each other at risk. Oh, my God. I feel like my brain is going to just explode if I hear people Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, Stay tuned. Part two will be posting very soon. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that you benefited from it. Thank you so much for listening to myself, Sharon Lawrence, and Linda McGee. Happy well-being.